the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, will shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently we are serving in Wesley Chapel in Tampa and Brandon in our newest location in St. Pete along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation. We're honored to serve the listening audience of Tampa Bay's Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 WTBN. Let us pray as we seek the Lord this beautiful morning. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King, we declare our love to you. Lord, we thank you for your love for us. Lord, that you gave us your Son, Yeshua. And Lord, let us be bold to speak the name of Yeshua. Let us be bold to speak the good news to those who don't believe. Let us be bold to share our faith. So we bless you, we thank you and honor you, and we give you all the praise and all the glory. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Okay, well, this morning uh, we'll start a many-week series (laughs) because I'm sure it's going to take three or four weeks to uh, talk about sharing our faith with Jewish people. So this is part one. (laughs) Before we do that, uh, I just want to make sure that you will be familiar with Jewish people and culture and their faith so that you'll be more confident when you speak with Jewish people. There are a lot of myths and things that people think about Jewish people that might not really be true. So we'll try and look at those things. We also want to remind you that uh, a lot of this, these teachings over the next few weeks will come from some resources that I've put together. They're free for you. Uh, so email me or call our office and I will email you the resources. They're sharing God's word from the Hebrew Bible. Issues of history uh, concerning the Jewish history, how to approach Jewish people, prophecies, sharing the Messianic Jewish vision from Scripture. So call our office at 813-831-5673 and speak to Karen, and she will be happy to help you 
and email those uh, resources to you. Also, you might have questions based on what I'll be going over over the next few weeks uh, or just based on your own experiences. Email me uh, the questions. I'll be happy to include them in the next radio teaching. So it's rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. So let's start with this. Why should Christians share their faith with Jewish people? Well, we know that they should share their faith, yes? We, we know that believers should share our faith, so we won't go over that. But let's look at a couple scriptures that should encourage you to share your faith with Jewish people. In Romans 1.16, it says, For I'm not ashamed of the good news. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who trusts, to the Jew first and also to those not Jewish. In it, the righteousness of God is revealed from trust to trust. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So we see here that in this scripture it talks about to the Jew first. Now, we realize that Paul was the, the emissary, so to speak, to the Gentiles. Yet, in Romans 9.1, he says this to the Romans, I tell you the truth in Messiah. I do not lie. My conscience assuring me in the Ruach HaKodesh, the Holy Spirit. That my sorrow is great and the anguish in my heart unending, for I would pray that I myself were cursed, banished from Messiah for the sake of my people. My own flesh and blood, who are Israelites, to them belong the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the Torah and the temple service and the promises. To them belong the patriarchs and from them, according to the flesh, the Messiah who is over all God blessed forever. So we see here that Paul is even willing to give up his own salvation for Jewish people coming to know the Lord. We also know that in Romans 11, it talks so much about the Gentiles or the, the Christians, the new believers, that they should be making the Jewish people jealous because of the faith they have. We also see in Matthew 10, it says, verse 5, Yeshua sent out these 12 and ordered them, do not go to the Gentiles and do not enter into any Samaritan town, but go instead to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. This was the, you see, there's, a, there's, there's order in God's kingdom and there's order in the way God does things. It might not work for us, but it, you know, we're following him. And the order is you go to the Jew first. This is what he showed in his own ministry. This is what he showed the disciples. This is what he said. He said Matthew, in Matthew 15, verse 24, but he responded, 
I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So God has this order. Once again, I'll mention it first to the Jew. Now, I'm not saying that you should find Jewish people to share with first. But what I am saying is that when you know Jewish people, if you have a doctor who's a Jewish person or an attorney or just a neighbor or whoever that you've met. I just met somebody at an auto place who is Jewish. So I shared with him. Look, we need to share with Jewish people. But last but not least, I believe that God's vision is for Jew and non-Jew to come together. And so you have to, as, as, as somebody who's a Christian especially, you have to be aware of this. It says in John 17, verse 20, and this was, as if you remember, this is Yeshua praying to the Father. He says, I pray not on behalf of these only, meaning my Jewish disciples, but also for those who believe in me through their message, those who are coming afterwards, which primarily will be Gentiles. I pray that they all may be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you. So also may they be one in us, so the world may believe that you sent me. So you see that the world's going to believe that the Father sent the Son when the two groups, the Jews and the non-Jews, are going to be one, one in Messiah. In verse 23, it says, I in them and you in me, that they may be perfect, perfected in unity, so that the world may know that you sent me and loved me as you love them as you loved me. Father, I also want those you have given me to be with me where I am so that they may see my glory, the glory you gave me, for you loved me before the foundations of the world. So God is saying once again through Yeshua that we are to be one. And the question is, who will share with the Jewish people? Now you say, well, I should share with them. (laughs) And you're right, and I do. But uh, I and the Messianic Jews are certainly a witness, and we can plant seeds. But honestly, you're not going to believe this, but Christians are better at sharing with Jewish people. You say, why? Well, because they see me as a traitor to Judaism, so they don't want to give me the time of day, so to speak. While to you, they think you're them, and, and if you love them, they will respect you, so they will listen to you before they listen to me. Um, you know, they won't be offended by you. And they will be offended by me. So let's say you have to agree with me about sharing with Jews. This is now on your heart. 
The first thing to do is to understand a little bit about Jews and Judaism. And secondly, understand what you will need biblically so that we can truly know how to share. So we're going to start by looking at understanding Jews and Judaism. Judaism is one of the oldest religions in the world that still exists today. Its history, beliefs, and traditions were recorded in the Hebrew Bible, and then also what is called the Oral Law, which is the Talmud and the Mishnah and the Gemara and other commentaries. And so Jewish beliefs center on the conviction that there is only one God. Look, they brought monotheism to the world, and uh, foundationally, Judaism is the foundation for not only Christianity, but also Islam. Today, there are, I would say, approximately 14 to 15 million people who identify themselves as Jewish. They mainly come from three branches of Judaism, three branches of Judaism, each with their own approach to religious life. Um, You know, there are lots of traditions and rituals, and just like in Christianity, there are lots of differences in Judaism and Jewish expression. So, again, just to give you a little uh, background uh, right now, of the people living in Israel, approximately... 6,100,000 are Jewish, which is about 43% of the world population. The other large population of Jewish people is the United States at 40% with approximately 5,700,000. So between these two countries, Israel and the United States, there is about 83% of all Jewish people. Yet, you will find Jewish people throughout the world. We see in France... Uh, 475,000 in Canada 385,000 in the UK 290,000 in Russia 186,000 and that's interesting because um, at the turn of the century uh, meaning the 20th century um, there were many many more in Russia but there was this mass exodus out of Russia into Israel and so we see Russia with only 190 86,000 Jewish people left. Argentina at 181,000. Germany still has 118,000. Australia, 112,000. Brazil, 95,000. So you get the idea. All throughout the world, you see Jewish people. The United States has the highest percentage of Jews of any country which is 1.8%. So that means that 1.8% of the population in the United States is Jewish. And every other country in the world other than Israel 
has less of a percentage than 1.8 of their population Jewish. So you can see what it means when we talk about minority. (laughs) By the way, a small idea here is that Messianic Judaism is a minority of a minority. <laughs> so let's look at, at a little more of, of this through God's plan, God's word. Because you might ask, why do you find Jews throughout the world? Why are there Jews in every country? Well, God gives us the answer to that. Ezekiel thirty six nineteen, I scattered them among the nations, so they were dispersed through the countries. According to their way and their deeds, I judged them. Verse 20, wherever they went among the nations, they profaned my holy name, since it was said about them, these are the people of Adonai, yet they had to leave his land. And so God scattered the Jewish people throughout the nations. And in Ezekiel 37, 21, we see something a little different. Then say to them, thus says Adonai, the Lord God, uh, Behold, I will take the sons of Israel from among the nations where they have gone, and I will gather them from every side and bring them into their own land and will make them one nation in the land. So here in Ezekiel now, not only does it talk about that God uh, sent them through to all the world, but he also talks about bringing them back and that Israel would be a nation. And that's confirmed in Isaiah 11.11. It will also come about in that day, my Lord will again redeem a second time from his hand the remnant of his people. Now, you see, the reason it's a second time, because Isaiah wrote this before the Babylonian exile. So, if Isaiah lived roughly in the 700s to 600s and, and the Babylonian exile came in the 500s, um, so that was the first time the Jewish people were forced out of Israel. The second time was after the, um, the second temple was destroyed uh, about 40 years after Yeshua was crucified. And that's when, over the next few hundred years, um, that the Jewish people were dispersed into all the world. And then it says in verse 12 of Isaiah 11, But he will lift up a banner for the nations and assemble the dispersed of Israel and gather the scattered of Judah from the four corners of the earth. When this was written, the Jews only lived in Israel. And he's saying that the second time they will come from the four corners of the earth. Is God amazing or what? that he would write this in a book and we get to read it and say, wow, you did it, Lord. You did it. (laughs) Now, 
you have to understand that when we're talking about Jewish in today's mindset, you're talking about two types or, or two ways of looking at Jewish people. One is that, of course, Judaism is a religion. And so the people who are Jewish have a religion called Judaism. And that makes perfect sense. But it is also a race and a culture. And you cannot separate Jewish people from their race and their culture. So, as I mentioned, uh, estimated 15 million of those types of Jewish people, the main, there are two um, of the largest groups would be the Reform Jews and the Conservative Jews. They make up um, probably 70% roughly, of the Jewish people. And look, depending on what statistics you read, some will say they're more conservative Jews. Others will say they're more reformed Jews. My experience tells me they're more reformed Jews, but that's okay. Um, there is also the Orthodox Jews, which is a smaller group, somewhere around 15%. There's a new group coming up called the Reconstructionist Group, which is probably around 2 or 3% at this point. But um, there is a great majority of Jewish people who are secular. And even in the Reform Group, many of them are secular. I would think that if I were to guess, probably 50% of the Jews that you will run into are secular. And some are secular because um, they don't believe in God. Some are secular because they are agnostic. Some are secular because they are in interfaith marriages and they've decided to do nothing. Um there are a lot of and, and then there are also messianic jews which is my guess a half a percent of all the jews in the world are messianic so you can see what i meant by a minority of a minority and also uh there are jews in the church you might know some jewish people in the church the difficulty of Jewish people in the church is that oftentimes, within one to two generations, the grandchildren of those people will say, yeah, I'm not Jewish anymore. My parents or my grandparents were Jewish. And personally, I don't believe that's God's will. I believe Jewish people are to be identifiably Jewish. They are to stay Jewish because of God's calling and purpose for them in the end of days. Now, in Israel, you would think there would be a lot of Jewish people who were very religious, but that isn't the case. In Israel, again, the Orthodox community, which is the very religious, probably 10 to 15 percent, while 35 to 40 percent of all of Israel is secular. 
and um, and I I even guess that it's more than that. Um, so at this point, we are going to have to stop because we're out of time. This is going to be a, a number of weeks where we talk about this subject. I, I pray that you will really get a sense of the Jewish community and how you can share with Jewish people. Again, I'd like to send you these resources which will help you. Uh, would you call our office at 813-831-5673? Speak to Karen. And... You know, if you feel that the Heart of Messiah program is valuable in your life, I'd ask you to send us a gift so we can stay on the air. Again, our number is 813-831-5673. You can also email me at your questions at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. May you have the heart of Messiah this day as you seek to strengthen your role as his disciple. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah, so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.